Hey guys, what are you drinking? Uh, I have a out of order Raising Hell brewed by Rar Brewing in Cambridge, Maryland. And it is an American sour, and it says it is brewed with copious amounts of fruit, natural right. flavors, and lactose. I am well, also drinking a fruited beer. I have Consider the Blackberry from Fort George Brewing in Astoria, Oregon. You guys were, uh, last week you talked shit about me drinking a... a I have not talked shit about whatever you drink the entire podcast. You talk shit about what you're drinking. So this, so I decided to really man up this time. Mm -hmm. And I'm drinking the Drecker Pertz These Days Gummy Sour. So this is made with raspberry orange. When was apricot- the last time you drank an actual beer? Hang on, hang on. <laughs> this is made with raspberry orange, apricot guava, lemon, lime, pineapple, and sour patch kids. Is that a cross between Cont- an apricot and a kumquat? An apricot <laughs> contains a significant amount of fruit, so uh, please keep cold at all times. I don't know what an apricot is, but I know that I'm potato. <laughs> um, what's this? Hashtag potato. You guys, I know we talked about potatoes last week, but <laughs> hashtag starch is not a choice. Is this a podcast conversation or a real life conversation? Apricot and apricot. <laughs> We've had this conversation. <laughs> okay, yeah, we don't on need the to podcast. Turn um, that over. You know what's funny is when Rick and I were buying these fruity beers, it was because we were at a well, I don't know about this, but we were at this brewery <laughs> bottle shop. Did you guys hear all that noise? <laughs> so many things just happened. We were at this brewery bottle shop because there was a um, not a brewery. Okay, just fine. a bottle shop. Just a bottle shop. There was an event where they were uh, tapping a Pliny the Younger. Mm, yes, that's a thing these days. Yeah, and so we went and waited in line and went there because <laughs> neither of us had anything better to do at 11 a.m. on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and at, we were allowed to get two, and I had one. Rick had one. And then I gave Rick my second one because I was like, I don't want to drink this crap. I'd rather order something fruity. <laughs> Cool, right? All right. They should have fruited it up. They missed an opportunity for fruit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Trivia, I think, is on me, right? That is correct. We watched a movie. We watched what movie? Usually, we watched you people. You, we the people. Mm -hmm. You people. Uh, Okay. Well, we're going to my old tried and true. What do you remember from this podcast? Oh my Some gosh. More than Bill. Wow. Wait. I There's lost a my lot beer. going on in this beer. Yeah, but mine's full of Sour Patch Kids, so. Wow. I, this It says copious amounts of fruit, and I've never had a beer that had this many different fruit. This smells so sour. I've never had this many fruits in my mouth before. <laughs> Secret backdoor access. Mm, wow. Mm. Okay. I'm save some of that fruit in my mustache for later. <laughs> <laughs> First question. What movie has the characters Gary, Wyatt, and Lisa? Ryan, we're waiting for you to bed. <laughs> Three. <laughs> I like I like that Ryan's <laughs> this is the third time we've had this question <laughs> and I just listened 
to our episode where we redid this trivia. So I, I'm, man, if I get this wrong, I'm gonna feel like an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I'm, I'm like 95% sure it is weird science. Correct. Oh, he got it finally. Oh, uh, we're playing to 15, and Ryan, you're keeping score, right? No. Please, I'll I can. keep score. Okay, good. Thank you, Bill. All Please right. be fair. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got three. Ryan's got a turd. <laughs> what movie did we watch that had these actors in it? Christian Slater and Brad Pitt. Ryan? That's going to be a uh, three for me, dog. I I almost said like boldly with confidence romancing the stone (laughs) bromancing the stone romancing the stone we haven't watched it on the podcast I know and I don't but but I think in the episode we talked I remember in this movie that like there was some big confusion about whether or not Ryan had watched this movie as a kid but I'm pretty sure it's called true romance Look at you, nailing it. Nice. I had to re-ask that question because Brad Pitt's not really the star of that movie. Correct. <laughs> yeah, he's just the, the druggy guy on the, on the couch. couch. Yeah. All right. Um, hang on. I have to get this question right. Um, Bill, what movie... Did we watch in this podcast that is considered to be considered to be one of the movies in the Cornetto trilogy? That's a three. Mm. Oh, there's oh, there's so many Sour Patch Kids at this. Um, the Cornetto trilogy refers to the ice cream cones. I remember that discussion, and the director like really liked those ice cream cones or something. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it was a movie that I really liked, and that I went and saw in the theater with my daughters, called Shaun of the Dead. Correct. <sighs> Bill, you're Look killing me guy. here. What's the score? He's got to be at, like, what? It's nine, nine to nothing. Yeah. Rick, I'm going to need you to step it up with these questions. Bill, what movie has the characters Roy, Ernie, Claudia, and Ishmael? Three. Escape from New York? No. Ryan, do you want to tell them what it is? Do I get the points anyway? Yeah. Yes. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's, King, it's Kingpin. Oh, yeah. Eight, both of you. I was going to say, we didn't watch that. Oh, but we did. 
Sure did. Alright. Bill? I should have used my challenge. What movie did we watch that starred Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, and Lorraine Bracco? New wrinkle. New wrinkle. Ryan can also bet one point that Bill will get it right. What happens then if I get it wrong? He loses one point. Why would I answer correctly if he bet that? (laughs) That's a stupid wrinkle. That's the stupidest wrinkle I've ever seen. That wrinkle is is null and void. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm guessing one... Uh, yeah, guessing one. Betting one. That That's a good bet, Ryan, because I think that was one of our very first movies that I watched on the plane in a double feature with Pee Wee, and it was The Goodfellas. I incorrect. Mean, that's the not, name of the movie. It's incorrect. Goodfellas. <laughs> All right. I'm okay, taking the, the point. score? Ten to three. All right. Bill, what movie has the characters Vladislav, Viago, Deacon and Nick. One. Vladislav? <laughs> Diago. Deacon and Nick? What's that one we watched with Val Kilmer where he was like robbing that? There was like a semi truck under Ridge. Was that the heat? The heat. <laughs> the heat. <laughs> the Goodfellas and the heat. Or no, heat. Inc- incorrect. Ryan, do you want to tell him what it was? What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. Oh, yeah, I hated that movie. That was stupid. I don't even ro- remember watching it. Obviously. Bill? Yeah. Tell me what movie this sound clip is from. This girl... For a while, she was really a nasty freak. She just loved to get down with sex all the time. She was like, any time of day, she was like, yeah, let's go. I'm so nasty. And I'd be nailing her. Oh, shit. She'd be like, oh. <laughs> I'll replace just that with that. better audio. I'm going to give it a three. Just, just that. It's so funny. I'm going to give it a three. I'd be, I'd be nailing her. Oh! 40-year-old virgin. Damn oh, it. Oh, look at, look at Bill. What's the score right now? 13 to 4. Okay. <clears throat> Bill, what character in the movie Smokey and the Bandit does Jerry Reed play? I don't know who Jerry Reed is. And uh, you can have bonus points if you get either. Oh, you have it. Okay, go ahead. Never mind. What character in Smokey and the Bandit does Jerry Reed play? Uh, Smokey was the cop, right? I don't know. Um, I don't. 
I don't know any character from that movie. I, uh, I'm so I'm just gonna say the guy with the basset hound. I can't give you the points. Was it? Is that who it was? <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Oh, then I'm or, taking him. No, and, and I no, and I would have accepted Cletus also. Well, but you I don't. Uh, I, I guessed the right <laughs> freaking character. But you should you should have guessed he his said name. The name. I didn't know his name. No, he said what character? He didn't say yeah. the name. He said what character? And I well, said the guy. That's not his character. Out. That is that's a character. <laughs> that is right. his character. Next well, question. I, I feel I respect Bill. your cheaters. <laughs> Bill, what is the name of the band in Airheads? Three. I gotta get a dig out of this hole. That was a bad call, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Because it's been Rick's fantasy football name for the last <laughs> seven years. And it's the Lone Rangers. Ah, at least All the right. is over. Bill Woo-hoo! wins trivia. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about you people. Rick, I'm going to need you to step up your questions. I mean, he's starting to pay attention. I'll have to do some of the other movies we've watched. Yeah. <laughs> you... People. I mean, Ryan, you did start off pretty confident that I didn't know anything. <laughs> well, yeah. I well, mean, you went hard, right? You did three on every one of them. Yeah. No, well, I just started doing ones. He backed off on a couple, but what's funny, Ryan, is the ones that you did one on. I went I won. one for. I went one for two on. Yeah. And the ones you did three on, I think I nailed them all. No, I except one. I was nailing her so hard. <laughs> I went five oh. and one on the ones you bid three. And I went one and two on the ones you bid one. So Good I need story. to recalibrate my scale. Either that or you're paying attention way more than you were in the last time we did this kind of trivia. I wouldn't bet on that being true. <laughs> um, okay. I'm ready. You people. Hit me, daddy. <laughs> what was wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> I want to give you a quote from late um, nights, alcohol, and bad decisions from a Uh-oh. my sister-in-law, who I said to watch you people. Uh huh. She says, and this I quote: "This is the same one whose HBO account you flooded with porn." <laughs> yes. Uh, her text message was, "I'm only ten minutes into this movie, and I already love it." <laughs> <laughs> so hmm. let's go. <laughs> Hmm. Um, but those first 10 minutes of this movie were pretty funny. So trying to remember the first 10 minutes. So here's, here's the problem. Mm -hmm. I watched this movie a while ago. Okay. So the first 10 minutes are him on the podcast, Jonah Hill on the podcast. No, that's like the first two minutes. And then the girl like dumping the guy that her dad wants her to date. I, I'm pretty sure. And then that he accidentally gets in her car because he thinks it's an Uber. And, uh, and then they like have a montage where they fall in love. No. Pretty uh, sure that's the first 10 minutes. I think that before that, you're introduced to his parents at synagogue. Mm, yeah. And, on, he, uh, Yom and, and when, when he's walking out. He's talking to his doctor and he's asking to see his penis right, yeah. and those kind of things. I'm pretty sure it's his dentist. <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> and and oh, he's in big, big trouble. Big, yeah. big, big trouble. So, 
Okay, here's the here's my main problem with this movie. I'm going to oh, throw out the right just now. Just jumping right into the main yeah. problem. The my biggest Cadillac is why does Jonah Hill have that hair? <laughs> What's he doing? I, it's because that's his hair now. I think. I guess. Uh, other than that, I'm fine. Really? Um, well, what, what no. is? Help me out here. What is Jonah Hill's story? In what regard? Like, is Jonah Hill? He was one of those guys who's like kind of part of that group with. Um, that that did like uh, Pineapple Express and the interview and James Franco and Seth Rogen and, uh, yeah. Seth Rogen well, and so them, right like didn't he his, kind of initially come up with them? Well, so I think he was in okay. So he's in one movie that I don't think I would count, but then I think his big break was Super Bad, yeah. and that's not them. That's something no, different. it no, it's them, and it's okay. That's they wrote that, and it's I think. Um, yeah, so then he became into that club. But that club is, like, older than that, right? Like, those guys, Seth Rogen, James Franco, those guys, they were all in Freaks and Geeks together. That's right, where their big right. break was, right? Yeah. So that whole world evolved into making their own movies. And then they got Jonah Hill in there. And now he's, you know. I mean, but then he kind of broke off from that as, like, a much more talented, serious actor than kind of the shenanigans the rest of those guys were up to. I mean, I don't think that he's above it. I think he just also got lucky in some of these movies he was in, you know, because he was in. He's done more artsy stuff, though. And then he like he was in Wolf of Wall Street and. Sure. Which I didn't see, but I just I know that that was like a Scorsese film and. He was in Moneyball. He was in. Yeah. Moneyball was his big like that was. Yeah. That was like his big um, coming out of like. You know, Serious. maybe he win an Academy Award sometime. Is like, yeah. He's also, I mean, yeah, he's not but, doing just the comedies, just the like stoner comedy thing. Right. Right. But then he also still, you know, he's in this. Well, he but co-wrote this, this. This isn't, I wouldn't say that this is a typical comedy. This is a. Uh, it's a rom-com. It's a, straight, it's a straight up comedy, though. Yes, but it's also trying to make a political point or a social point. Right. It's it's trying to talk about racism. Yeah. It's but trying you, I mean, to talk about it, it's not just a, it's not guess who's coming to dinner. Well, it's not much different than that. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it, it, it's like it's, you know, it's on the, it's in the same vein as like knocked up when it comes to like women's liberation. Or I mean, it's just like I, I, I don't think saw that I don't think it's giving a um, sure. It has a point, mm-hmm. but I don't think that that's really nobody watches movie and is like. I've changed my stance on racism. And I'm going to blow my load on that. Wait. I'm gonna, <laughs> Remember I'm that you're tip, talking into a microphone that's recorded forever. I'm going to tip my hand on this a bit. <laughs> like, Rick, you and I were were talking about this. And, like, we both were saying that um, Eddie Murphy's character in this is real weird. Well, it wasn't – I just didn't like it. Like, I was annoyed that Eddie Murphy's talents are wasted playing this character. Mm. I agree. I think that it, I think they could have put it's, they could have put Denzel in this character, and I think it would have been a different movie. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that Eddie was a fine casting, but I feel like the way he was portrayed, he didn't have enough funny. He didn't say anything funny. Mm-hmm. He did the he one was, accent. He, he he was like the straight man in yeah. this movie. Yeah, which I don't understand. Yeah. It was it was weird. Yeah, 
Yeah, Denzel makes that character way different, Ryan. Well, yeah, it was more like he could have played it like Training Day style mm-hmm. and really made this a different movie. Well, and Denzel's, yeah. but Denzel's done that part so many times. I wonder if you put Eddie Murphy in it to make it less abrasive or to make it like yeah, that's what then, i was gonna say because eddie eddie is lovable right yeah right it, even even being the guy he was even when he's not even when he's not being funny when he plays the angry black man you don't take him as intense maybe mm. sure but i wish he just like could he have cracked a smile in this movie right or well and then i wonder his too, signature laugh i wonder mm-hmm. too if there was like uh, ad libs or jokes that were cracked or cutting room floor stuff that wasn't included in this that where he was being Eddie Murphy and he wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. You wonder if maybe the the editor and the director just kind of pushed him to stay on script. It's it's weird for me to watch a movie where Eddie Murphy is playing straight and Mike Epps is like doing all the jokes. You, <laughs> right? Yeah. You you wonder if. Like this script was written before they cast Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah, and maybe. Then, and then they cast Eddie Murphy, but they don't change the script and they don't do ad libs, right? So then it becomes a very different feel for Eddie Murphy than if it's written for him or if he's allowed to bring his character or personality into it. All I know is that watching these movies, I Will Smith would have made a good choice in there too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um. I think that like he slaps. <laughs> <laughs> that was that's a good one. That Thanks. was a perfectly crafted joke. There, that was a perfectly crafted. <laughs> joke. My kids have been teaching me that phrase, and then Will Smith comes up. It's perfect time to let's stick that in there. Yep. Yeah. Um, you did it. Jeez, uh, that really threw me off. Where was I going with that? Um, well, I would say I lost it. This movie. Oh. Go ahead. Um, had uncomfortable moments on purpose. And this is a thing that happens in movies, right? They, there are movies that have these uncomfortable moments where people are sticking their foot in the mouth really hard. And it's supposed to create tension. Um, and it did that. But I just think the jokes weren't there. The dialogue wasn't mm-hmm. funny enough for me to sit through the tension and have it pay off. Yeah. It was think, just yeah. uncomfortable. Julie Louis-Dreyfus yeah. is is so funny in this movie. I, I am bothered by David Duchovny, though. <laughs> He's funny, though. I think when he I was like playing David the Duchovny piano. more than Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Julia Louis-Dreyfus uh, Louis is, I, you know, when she was on Seinfeld, she was fun. She was good. You know, she did her mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. But as she, the years have progressed. She played Elaine. As the years progress, she is a national treasure. Yes. I love, I think that, like, I'm sure you guys, I'm sure Bill hasn't watched Veep. Mm-mm. so funny she's just so amazing and i watched I, when i got done watching this i watched another movie with her and it recently um james gandolfini's last movie and it was mm. like a rom-com kind of thing mm. with both and she's just like what's what's that called it's called enough said never heard of it i know i don't that's why i didn't tell you what it was yeah but there's people out there who want to know sure the more you know Anyway, she's. I think I liked. I thought the uncomfortable scenes were the uh, best scenes in this. See, I, I disagree. Lo- I had. To, I didn't. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I, I had sit. to stop. I paused the movie and stepped away during a couple of the scenes where I'm like, I can't watch this movie. It is too. 
Ryan, Not- I'm curious, how do you feel about the movie um, Anger Management? I've only seen it once. I thought that whole like line of of movies, um, funny just, people, yeah, just didn't do it for me. Yeah, so I hated Anger Management. It was yeah. it was I think one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and I really even worse didn't than like, Pee-wee? Well, we didn't watch it for the podcast, so I don't have to clamometer that. But <laughs> well, you just said it's one of the worst movies you've ever seen. It's one of the movies that made me feel the worst while watching it I've ever experienced. How about that? Right? Okay. Like in what what when you were talking about like not enjoying the uncomfortable moments and the uncomfortable moments didn't have a payoff. Like that's how I felt with anger management is but that stems I think the uncomfortableness to me of anger management was more having to do with my uncomfortableness watching people portray mental illness. Mm. And this is something different. This is, this is racial insensitivity. This is obliviousness, right? Mm -hmm. Which we all have to deal with every day, right? Every single one of us has interactions with people in our lives, with people who say things that are totally, culturally inappropriate either because they're old or they're ignorant or they're oblivious or they're on a podcast with us or whatever. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. You're with me. Yeah. Yep. And so I guess I didn't have the same visceral reaction that you're describing in the uncomfortable moments because I related more to these uncomfortable moments, but I understand what you're describing and I know Mm. how much that can be off putting in a film. I felt that these scenes though were, I mean, I hope that they were extreme examples and that's what made it funny. I think that if they would have toned it down three notches, it would have just been like, this movie is racist as shit. But (laughs) when you watch it, you're like, Oh, this it's it's satire to like that like it's it's done well i think the problem for me with this movie is that it's not at times it's not satire enough mm. right it's huh, it's yeah. it's too on the nose there are people that are absolutely as tone deaf as Julia Louis Dreyfus is in this movie. That bad? Yes. Okay, the people okay, do you think I don't someone, think you like, interact with those people as much in your world, Rick. Well, okay, but here's my question. Someone who is as tone deaf as Julia Louis Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that person exists that is okay with this relationship as she was do you think someone is like fine with an interracial relationship and also that tone deaf do you think she portrays it as really being fine with it or as wanting to be fine with it well i think it's a little bit of i don't think that she has a um ulterior motive or a thought in her mind of Racist. Like, I don't think she's racist. Okay, let me tell you a story. Okay. After the break? I, 
Yeah, after the break. <laughs> okay. Okay. See you guys after the break. Bye. Nice cliffhanger, boys. Wait for Ryan to leave. Uh. Check out. Shit, I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the hair place. Um, man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. What's it called? Um, uh, it's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah, check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. Hey, real quick, we came back from break. How many Sour Patch Kids have you ever eaten in one sitting? Probably a one of the small bags, maybe. Small bags, okay. Two dozen. Like the 99 yeah. cent bags that they sell two at dozen, like 7-Eleven? Two dozen bags or two no, dozen? what the fuck? <laughs> 24 total Sour Patch Kids? That's probably the most I've ever eaten in one sitting. The size yeah. of snack a mansion. How many do you think you could drink if they liquefied them? Because I'm really feeling it right now. I think I'm real deep. I think I'm 72 Sour Patch Kids deep right now. Charlie, get the fuzzy navel glass. (laughs) Man, I say the darndest things. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm a fan of Hitler. Oh, speaking of. (laughs) I've been sitting on that one. I think I can tell this story because my wife doesn't listen to the podcast. Right, good thing. But we were we were talking about like um dis- descendancy uh we were talking about like family trees and stuff like that. Something something descendancy? about descendancy like, is that's how that called I know. I don't think so. <laughs> we're talking about the term Caucasian and white and what like that that's just this catch all for a whole bunch of European nationalities and stuff like that, right? Yeah, it was. <laughs> okay. And we were talking, my wife and I were talking with one of our daughters, and um, we were like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of like nationalities that just aren't represented. Um, and my wife was like, <laughs> so watch my screen. She was like, yeah, like Germans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of Hitler. <laughs> she's got some German. <laughs> and I was like, you cannot raise your hand and say you're German. <laughs> Not at that <laughs> angle. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. <sighs> In the, today's climate, I can't tell you the joke I was going to tell you. So um, you so can like, just say it and I'll bleep the whole thing. No, it's too it's too much. Okay, I don't trust you. A zebra dies <laughs> and goes to heaven. <laughs> no, do you know you not know that one? No, but I'll tell nope. you one later. That's nope. You can talk about zebra doodles again. So twenty three years ago, so I was young, and I was like, you know, I've lived in the Northwest most of my life. I lived yep. In Illinois for a while, but not real Chicago, like suburb Illinois. So not that much different um, when it comes to like diversity than (laughs) the Northwest is. Uh And I just was like really thinking through racism at the time. This was like 2000. Mm. And I was just like my whole life pretty much – all of my friends have always been white because that's just 
all of the kids that I've been around, all the kids I've been in school with, everyone I've known, my family, right? And I was just like, I don't think I'm racist, but I just, I really want, I really want a black friend (laughs) so that I can know, like, I just really want to make friends with someone who's black so that I can know I'm not racist, right? And in that in that sense, <laughs> but then he found out he's yeah. not racist, but he's also not cool. <laughs> Keep going. In that sense, I can I can in a little bit relate to the character that Julia Louis Dreyfus is portraying here. In that, like, oh, it'd be so cool if I knew a black person, <laughs> right? <laughs> because of what right. it would mean about me, rather than just like that's a friend of mine, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, that's, you the, think that that's the tokenism that we talked about a little while back about mm-hmm. the South Park character, right? But is it racist? Is it racist? The the things that Julie Weed Dreyfus did, are they racist? Like when Some she of them. when she asked about, you know, the hair, when she was talking about she tried to learn about extensions and wigs and weaves and she tried to know everything about it. Was it is that racist? I don't think it is. The way she talked about it was insensitive. But but the way they react is very like you're different from us and we don't want to help you learn. You know what I mean? It was it sure. was there's, also like there's an element to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because and that's a that's um that's a topic of discussion that always is like weird. It's highly charged, yeah. Sure. Um but I don't I just think that someone who is the level of tone deaf she is doesn't exist because they would they wouldn't be as foot putting in mouth thinness as she is. You're basically saying that like she's cutting this <laughs> fine line between uh being tone deaf and ignorant, but also being accepting enough to engage to in this relationship. I feel like we're skipping over the beautiful irony of the sentence foot pudding and mouthingness. (laughs) I wanted to marinate on that that little bit because that is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard on this podcast. (laughs) And that's saying something. I mean, this is a real dumb podcast, you guys. (laughs) I mean, you guys both know what I meant. <laughs> yes. Um, it wouldn't have been fun. This movie wouldn't have been close to as fun as it was if she, you know, didn't like the girl or was mad about it or disowned him for this. Do you right? know who wrote and directed this movie? Uh, I did, but no. One of the writers was Jonah Hill. Sure. I'm guessing he did punch up. Um, and the other writer was the director, Kenya Barris. And did she play his podcast partner? No. Okay. So Kenya Barris is a Kenya Barris is a man. Okay. So we <laughs> should start with that. It's not a she. Sam J is the podcast person. She's a, a comedian. Um, Sorry, I didn't know Kenya was a dude and Sam was a girl. <laughs> I mean, Kenya. I don't know if I would. Bro. Assume any gender. You, you assumed their pronouns. Um, so did so I. Did yeah, Rick. So did Rick. Yeah. <laughs> I did? Yeah. When? 
Well, you said Kenya was a dude. He, you said he's a he. Well, because he is. How do you know? I, because I, I know his pronouns. <laughs> That's why I know who he is. He's the writer of and uh, director of Blackish and Girls Trip and You People. Okay, so is he black? Yes. I no, he's a he Jewish guy named Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> this episode needs to be. We got to be careful. We're going to be canceled. Wait, no one listens, so we can't be canceled if no one listens. Um. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what what now? That kind of be like the ultimate imperialism f you to like start naming british kids kenya <laughs> do we want to talk about i named the... him after the land i conquered do and we want to talk his about sisters south africa <laughs> <laughs> do we want to talk about the controversy in this movie or do we want to just skip it because it's lame and i don't really want to talk about it what's the controversy <clears throat> um, oh i the know final go ahead ryan it's the kiss hey, wait, that wasn't real a kiss? quick I want to talk about this for 30 seconds and then not talk about it because it's lame. And I, and I don't have a good opinion because I don't understand what or why. What are we talking about? <laughs> okay, go ahead, Ryan. The Supposedly, the kiss at the end of the wedding is CGI. The two actors did not actually kiss. Why? Well, that's the thing. No one knows. There hasn't been any talk about it, but it's weird that it, they didn't do it. But in my mind, I could say... There's a chance, small chance, that it's COVID-related. Yeah. I don't assume that it's racially charged. Right. You know, um, it could be anything. So that's why I don't really want to get into it too much, because well, I think it's weird. And the other thing is, you don't see those two characters being physical explicitly anywhere else in the movie. Like, you right. see them in the bed, but there's, like, they show feet, and they show them hugging, but there's no like other intimate contact that they oh, show. Just, I'm looking it up right now, and it does say it was filmed in October and November of 2021, right amid COVID-19 surges in LA. And so I knew that you know, watching that scene, and it looks weird, right? But it's COVID, not racially motivated. Well, yeah, and no one really knows what happened, but yeah, I assume it's COVID. Well, yeah, and, um, but it's just controversial because the, of the topic of the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Right, but I don't think I don't think you make who stars in this movie or makes a movie who's like has weird. Mm, well, so yeah, racial like, hangups. If you if, think Jonah Hill's like ew, there's no way. Well, if well, I don't think it would be Jonah Hill that would be the one that would have stopped that. But uh, even oh, if someone's sipping on some haterade <laughs> just because of Jonah Hill's gross hair. <laughs> Um, no, sorry, Jonah, we love you. No, I th- I think why would you include that scene at all? If there was something weird associated with the fact that you needed to CGI it, right? Sure. But that leads me to my Cadillac. I'm going to only pick one because there were so many, but the one Cadillac I had for this movie, do you really think the two people that called off their wedding? On, nope. I know where you're going. Dinner, nope. <laughs> would be totally fine with a little meet cute and then 30 seconds later oh here's your wedding everybody's here let's go no that's that's very ridiculous also jonah hill's response after the rehearsal dinner 
when she comes up and tells him all of her emotional struggles and how she's feeling, he's like, I agree. And just walks away from it. That's a ridiculous response. Mm. It's not technically a meat cute either, but we won't get into that. Okay. But- <laughs> Keeper of the meat cute. Well, a meet cute is the initial meeting. It's the first meeting of the couple. But um yeah, but it's also like this movie, here's the thing about this movie that people seem to not think about. Rick explains the cute. It's just a shitty it's just like a rom-com. But it was more fun than most of the rom-coms I've had to watch. Mm. Not most of them. It's in the it's in the top half of rom-coms I've it's, seen. It's no fever pitch. It's 20,000 times better than uh, Forget Paris. It's, it's no still zero. <laughs> it's not uh, It's not better than Forget Paris. Oh, way better. I'd watch this a hundred times before I watched Forget Paris. Of course you would, because you, you love the people that are in this. Well, no, it's more that I dislike the people that are in the other one. <laughs> but also, it's a better movie. Mm-mm. It's a more well-crafted movie, and it makes more sense, and it's more relatable. It has one one premise that it plays around the whole movie. Which one? Forget Paris does? No. This You people. How many premises does French Kiss have? What is it called? You Forget Paris have. Yeah, The French Connection was a totally different movie. No, I said French Kiss because that's a movie, too. I've never seen that. Mm, That's fine. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it's, um, yeah, I think that it's, anyway, I'm saying people forget it's a rom-com. And they think it should be this, like, you know, they think it should be a drama or something that should be, have to have a point. I think. And I, it, it tr- gives a point. But it tries to, it, it, everything in it hinges on there's a problem with a white guy and a black girl being together. Every everything well, in this movie is about that. Do you think that if you how many people do you know in the age of thirty-five to forty mm, thirty to forty-two to forty-five maybe <laughs> don't ha- if in a in a in a interracial relationship wouldn't have weird shit happen. Still to this day, does how many even people have just feel to be like an interracial just, just relationship for weird yeah. shit to happen in a thirty to forty five year old relationship? I'm just saying, if you're no, if if you're I'm, talking, I'm, talking, I'm talking. Wait, I'm talking family wise. I'm talking this exact scenario. Right? Okay, mm-hmm. but let's let's talk about this exact scenario. You're our age. Yep. You're getting married for the first time. Yep. To someone who's also getting married for the first time. Yeah, he's younger though than us, but yes, no, he's not. Jonah Hill? He no, there's no way. He's, he can't be more than. I mean, he's five years younger than us. I bet. You think so? Yeah, I don't know, but I'm it seems there. like it. Hold on. <clears throat> Hang on. Uh, December twentieth, nineteen eighty-three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because we're more we're more Seth Rogen's age. Whatever. He's the same age as my brother, who's two years younger than me. He's a year older than my brother. Yeah. So he's he's right in there. Right. Sure. He's not five, but younger. He's not five years younger than us. Okay. He's not ten years younger than us. He's okay. the same generation that we are. He's that he's that borderline Gen X millennial. Mm. 
He's not though. He's this straight Gen X. His He's millennial for sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, but either way, someone who's let's say he's playing someone who's thirty five. Okay. Which he's not. He's playing someone that's thirty. <laughs> but yeah, my my point is okay that for people their age at their stage in life, mm-hmm. the parents are way too involved in this wedding. Mm, I don't know about that. And and the like, <laughs> as as someone whose brother is having his parents involved in planning a wedding, they're very fucking involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that they would be, I, I think this is totally normal. And I think that at the stage of life they're in, and also it speaks to millennial and Gen X of arrested development, right? That's where I, most of us still are, or especially five, six years younger than us. Maybe that you you do have a way bigger role. Uh, even being married for ten years, um, you still have. We have a bigger role with our parents than my parents, their parents had with them, for sure. I I, I mean I didn't. But well, I, okay, I've, I've but, been married but, for twenty years. Okay, but besides marriage, though, don't you have a different relationship with your parents than your parents had with their parents? Well, I mean, my and how, okay. How about the rest of your fa- how about the rest of your family with their marriages? Were your parents involved in their marriages? Not at all? really, not really. Um, and that that might be a specific thing to your family. Though. It could be. It it could be. be. Yeah, but in general, well, yeah. And we're also talking about different cultures in this movie too. So, and we're also talking in this about well off upper class families. Mm-hmm. With kids who are podcasters for a living, right? Yeah. Who and you see how much and money's in that freelance designers? <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. I get that, but I, I guess my my point in that was just that there's there's a there's a piece of this that is like they both surrender control to all of these other forces and to all of these other external pressures. Which, which I think is weak. Well, but I think that that comes from you start, even when you start the relationship, you have that in the back of your mind because of all the outside forces already, mm-hmm. because of movies like this. Maybe. Right? If, if, in real life, in real life when this happens, you both as a couple might think about this movie and be like, remember that movie when this bullshit happened? And then that's stirring back there. And then when other stuff happens, it triggers more and more. And then you start thinking about it and the drama Maybe. can tear that apart. Maybe, but I think that like, if you, you want to call it a rom-com and compare it to a regular rom-com and take everything else out of it or minimize everything else. And it doesn't fit the formula of a regular rom-com because a normal rom-com has one person that has some sort of secret or lie or obstacle that is creating the barrier. And that one person has to overcome that. And this is like, well, they both have the same obstacle barrier, just from a different perspective. They both have this exact same problem. Would you say that this is a modern day Romeo and Juliet? (sighs) Two houses, both alike in dignity. (laughs) It's like star crossed lovers sort of thing. Nobody dies at the end. (laughs) 
Right, but, and that's what makes it a comedy. Yeah. I guess I guess you could say it's more of a much ado about nothing. Yeah, I mean they. So we're yeah. we're what? I don't know where we're going right now, but <laughs> I I did have a couple more points to make, and I think Bill has a new segment he wants to bring into the. Podcast. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. So Ryan, make, uh, your, I wanna, make your points, and we'll get I, to my segment. I, I, I want to veto your segment. No, for for one month. No. Because I don't know what's happening, and I want to restart it. No, we're starting my segment now. Okay, I'm not going to listen. Okay. Okay. So the the one point uh, I wanted to make. My segment's I, not going to ruin anything for you. <laughs> I think watching this movie, everyone glossed over how much Jonah Hill lies to everyone about everything in this movie. And it's never really addressed or it's never really brought up as a toxic part of his relationships with anybody in this movie. But he lies to uh, Eddie Murphy. He lies to the character that plays his fiance. He lies to his parents. He lies to everybody. And it's never addressed as being like, this is a problem that he's not being honest with the people he loves. And in that way, it is a traditional rom-com, right? (laughs) What does he he lie about? That's the typical rom-com formula. He lies about the basketball part. Or at least, so no, either he's him great at basketball. He's awesome. He beats those guys. Uh, but Eddie he doesn't Murphy know what he's assume, talking about. Eddie Murphy assumes he's lying, and he gets shown up. Okay, yeah, so it's either the, it's either that's him the lying best scene in the whole movie, or <laughs> or him being so bad at talking to random people that it sounds like he's lying. And Eddie Murphy tries to get sure. him murdered in the barbershop. Right. Right. Um. Okay. So what? What else did he lie? He lied a lot. Ryan has no examples. <laughs> Who are you? Me and Bill? You know what's funny is <laughs> you totally got Ryan there. And yet I, I <laughs> think Ryan's right. <laughs> you know, sometimes I wish I wish Ryan understood that he's supposed to be the voice of reason on this podcast. <laughs> then he comes in with some bullshit like that. <laughs> Well, I had to lighten it up after you guys were getting so in the weeds about this movie. We need to switch it up. This movie, this well, is not a dramatic podcast. Yeah, I don't think that this, you know, this movie sparks debate. Should we talk about the time we were victims of racism? <laughs> no, oh. because we weren't victims of racism. Yeah. It's just a funny anecdote it, that it is it, interesting, it, but it's not. It was we're not. It was racist. <laughs> No, it, we are not. Uh, we cannot ever. I'm not asking for sympathy. <laughs> you can, you cannot say I'm not we saying, were racial. Oh, now I feel your struggle. <laughs> I mean, Bill, I'm going to say no, but you can tell whatever story you want. It's it's your time. You have the floor. No, I'll tell it next time. We're too long on this podcast, and we need to get to my new segment. Do we have a theme music for this yet? No? Yeah, it's me peeking. Sure, Maybe he's dropping it right now. It's called Peeking In on Peaky Blinders. Coming to you live from Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> so, a couple weeks ago, you guys talked about Peaky Blinders, and I mentioned I hadn't seen it, and you told me I should see it. So I started watching it. Yes, I fangirled out on uh, you talking about Peaky Blinders for sure. So... I started watching Peaky Blinders, and I have watched three episodes of the show so far. Uh, and three like, episodes of season one. 
Right. Rick just ran away because he didn't want me to like ruin it because he's going to rewatch it. And I'm like, seriously, I am three episodes in. You're going to pass me by the end of the week. Yeah. But uh, here's here's peeking in on Peaky Blinders. So here's what's happened so far. Um, Apparently, there's gambling on horses. And there was some sort of. Chinese fake blessing on a horse. Okay. And then one of the guy's sisters got pregnant from the communist. <laughs> right. Okay. And, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh-huh. And they're not happy about that. Oh, no. And they then, don't like the communist. And then Jurassic Park guy is trying to find his guns. Sam Neill. And then Batman guy told Jurassic Park guy, I've got your guns and I'll make the the guy who got my sister pregnant disappear. And that's, oh, and then there's some sort of war with the G- Lee family. You shouldn't um, say that. Well. They're Romani. But, Romani is the appropriate term. I'm pretty sure in the show they call them G's. Have you guys ever spent se- – yeah, they – you know what they call people in a lot of movies, Bill? <laughs> when did have you, you ever seen – you- have you ever seen Roots? We're talking about <laughs> no. a movie today in which they call people things you're not supposed to say on a podcast. <laughs> but when did j- become a bad word? About mm, 20 years ago. years ago. It's not a race. The Romani people are a people. They are a cultural – Right, diaspora. and I didn't say anything bad about their people. I but didn't even say term- anything bad about j***s. except you keep saying it for some reason but it's not this is my problem everything can't be this is the this is the argument i have with my daughter all the time like acknowledging that that differences exist between groups of people is not inherently racist or wrong the problem is calling someone by the name that they do not want to be called by yeah it's it's an insensitive thing it's it's hurtful language to a person that they don't want to hear. So why do you think you should be able to say it? But in this particular show, this group of people called themselves. You're not in that group of people. I'm and to I, be able to call them that. And they prefer a different term. Not in the show. Not this group of people. To, it's a fictional. <clears throat> it's a fictional show you're watching. Right. And so these fictional people, like, are you upset that I call elves? There are fictional people that are called by that name. The, okay, those these are not fictional people. This is a fiction show portraying a people who don't like the term that's being used. If you if you tell me right now that you could watch The Wire and use the same language they use in The Wire for everybody, then I'll let you call people whatever you want. You can call them elves, whatever you want. He's never seen The Wire. I've seen. Well, I actually have <laughs> seen The Wire. <laughs> See. Hmm. I was just going um, with on brand here. You need to go with it's it. You can understand that people are different, but you have to understand that when someone doesn't feel like they want to be called something, that's where you have to draw the line at hurtful language. I don't know. The internet seems pretty divided on that. Yeah. So what you should do as a person is lean on the nicer side of it. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so here's where we're going to go with this. My whole credo in life is, as I get older, is don't be a dick. 
Don't worry about what other people are doing Wait, all the time. There's no way that's your credo in life. <laughs> if that's your credo in life, you are failing. You are missing the just, mark. <laughs> just you just like don't like if people like it's it's the same argument. It's just like right now, um, you know, the hot button issue is pronouns, right? Mm-hmm. Why does anybody give two shits what someone wants to be called? Right. Go for it, you know. But if they don't want to be called something, don't call them that. It's the same thing as this word you're using but, currently well, that we said you see, probably shouldn't but say. But that's, that's the thing is, I guess, as far as I know, up till this point in my life, till this very moment, I've never heard anyone of that group disdain or show displeasure in being called that. How many have you met? It doesn't. That that's not the point. I'm saying like I'm not even aware that that was an issue, right? So, and so, okay. so I don't I don't say that with. Well, then what you need to do I don't is when but someone I don't say that with malice or intent or slur. It doesn't matter. It, but, it, it but does matter. That's the point. No, that's my no, point. Is that it matters no. a great deal what your intent is. It, no, it, it doesn't. It massively that. matters what your intent is. It it doesn't. This is because very what, interesting. The problem the problem is. Is when you say it, and then someone tells you you shouldn't say that anymore. You shouldn't just defend it automatically because you're a cis white male sure. and think that you can do whatever you want. But if that person say, is also say, a white male, so I can say it. what authority do you have to be offended on their behalf? I'm, I'm not, not offended. I'm explaining to you that on this podcast, you shouldn't use hurtful language for people that don't want to be called that. The the term hurtful language. Uh huh. Has to imply that I intended hurt, or that I was no. aware, or that I was aware that it causes hurt. You're you were aware when we told you, but then you defended that you should be able to say it because they're different people, mm. and you can call them whatever you want. That's that, what you said. No, I said that that assumes that I think that when you tell me something, it's true. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> But both of us told you that. And then you looked it up on the internet. And it's very and saw mixed. That it's, it is. But doesn't that mean that there's quite a bit? There, there's enough there to say maybe you should just like err on the side of caution and not. I, yes. And I, and I didn't say right. I don't give a fuck. I'm calling people d***ies <laughs> to their face. I mean, you kind of did. Oh, not to their face. <laughs> on a podcast that right. no one listens to. Hey. Let's get to the clamometer. <laughs> yeah, we probably should. <laughs> what did you think about jeez? <laughs> we should probably get to the clamometer. <laughs> uh, right, on a side a note, do me a favor. Only leave in the <laughs> one that Rick just said and leave out all the rest. <laughs> how about I how about I bleep it so you know what he's saying, but he's not actually saying it. <laughs> Um, I, all right. I do have a side note about these Romani people. Uh-huh. Uh, I did encounter them at one point in a Czech subway uh, when they tried to steal my wallet and my <laughs> <laughs> and my camera. <laughs> these Romani I, people. I tried. I I got yelled at by my wife when I was in France. I wanted to empty my pockets. Was she and also carry- in France? <laughs> yes. 
And I wanted to carry around just like $10 with me and walk by these people and see if they could pick my pockets. I've never had my pocket picked before. <laughs> I'm just curious what that experience would be like. That's like the same time I was in San Francisco and played the find the ball under this shell game and definitely lost. Um, <laughs> oh, right. Three-card Monty or whatever. Well, basically. But I knew I was going to lose. Uh, but it was like for the experience of getting, you know. Con. What's it? Fleeced. <laughs> right. Anyway, Bill, what did you think of this movie? We should probably get to the clamometer. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to keep it. <laughs> Just a bunch of shit cut together. I almost did a spit take. I don't know why the clamometer sounds like bongo drum. <laughs> Come on. This whole thing went sideways real quick. <laughs> yeah. Kilometer and, uh, I mean, clamometer and homework. I, I said, said kilometer. I said, I said clamometer. We Rick, we both just said clamometer <laughs> instead of kilometer. <laughs> it was fine. What did you give it? <laughs> what did you think I would give it? Oh, I forgot. What did we tell? What did we say? I thought he would give it a forty-one, and Rick, you thought he would give it a thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> we like to assign you good movies, Bill. Yeah, I'll tell you, I give this movie like a seventy-three. I'm sure you do. Um, I felt like this movie was wanting like it was trying to it, it reminded me here's what it reminded me of the most of the movies i've seen uh uh-huh. fun with dick and jane okay that's what it reminded <laughs> me of a movie that was like trying to be a comedy but tried so hard to make a point that it lost some of its comedic line and purpose in being entertainment and being a movie and so because of that i gave it a 39 oh okay. i just went over Rick wins by prices right rules. Look at me. <clears throat> All right. Well, Bill, I'm not sure any of us won on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've Especially watched, the listener. We've, yeah. We've watched too hey, many. Listener, are your ears bleeding from all the bleeps yet? <laughs> <laughs> we've watched too many new movies. Uh-huh. And it's time to go back in time and watch some old movies that you should have seen. Mm-hmm. I've been racking my brain. Seeing what I could do to you, what you'd like, what you might not like. You know, the typical. We in the past we've watched some um Jack Nicholson movies. Mm. And you've liked kind of them. <laughs> you've liked him and them. Yeah, I liked um Chinatown, I think. You liked Terms of Endearment. Yeah, yeah. I forgot we watched um, that movie. Yeah. Is there anything else we watched with him in it? Uh, we watched uh, The Shining. Yeah. Which, Shining. Yeah, which you okay. didn't love. It was, yeah. 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 Um, we know you like anger management. Not so much. he's in that. <laughs> and now you're going to experience one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Okay. I know that, I know that mental illness is a trigger for you, mm-hmm. but... I think we're going to be okay with the kind of mental illness this movie portrays. I probably shouldn't have given all that away, but I thought you should have a well. So with knowledge the, going in with this movie, I uh, I get it confused because I've never seen it, and I've also never seen the other movie I'm going to mention that I get it confused okay. with, which is A Clockwork Orange. Very very different movies. So very I, different movies. I know they're both about like sanitariums, right? So, no, 
They're both about yeah, they are, aren't they? No, mm, no. no. Okay, I mean, there's a there's like a scene in Clockwork Orange that like I kind of know what you mean, but that's not the same. Okay, so one flew over cuckoo's nest. I think is about people in a mental institution, and I think that's where the character Nurse Ratchet comes from. Okay, um, but that's really all I know about that. Oh, right, Ratchet did it up. And okay, from that, so real quick before we end this show, knowing what you know of this movie, Mm -hmm. what you've just said, is this the kind of movie that's triggering to you mental illness wise? Or are you, are you more relationship? Like, I was, I was fine with Patch Adams. Okay. Cowboys up my ass every day for years. Uh, speaking of cowboys. I thought I was going to make Bill watch Butch and Sundance. Mm-hmm. So I watched it last night. It's not the movie I thought I was assigning. That movie sucks. You don't like that movie? No. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's like, it's my mom's favorite movie. It's, it's, I mean, it doesn't, it's not the worst movie, but it's so corny. It is corny. And like, I thought, so have you ever seen, um, uh, Billy the, uh, it's called, uh, I think it's called Pat Garrett, Billy the Kid, or Billy the Kid and Pat Garrett. Mm-mm. It's the movie that Bob Dylan wrote Knocking on Heaven's Door for. No, okay. It's good. And that's what I thought Butch and Sundance always was. And then I was like, Paul Newman and Robert Redford being like... You thought you were biting into something and it tasted different, right? I thought I was watching a Western, and this was like it's them romance. being like... Yeah. It, it was a romance for sure. Yeah. Like, And it didn't have any like... It wasn't dirt like you know. There's no like dirtiness to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine, but it was just like not what I thought. Well, then we the ending, right? They jump into the water. Do, uh, hey, Ryan, what do you think Bill's gonna do for um, one for the cuckoo's nest? I don't think he's gonna like it. I don't either. I think it's I'm gonna be a twenty-two. Oh, I say thirty-two. I think that about wraps it up for this week. I really want to thank all the listeners out there. We really do appreciate you listening. Please take a minute to check out our socials. We are on Instagram at Miseducation of Bill. We are on Twitter at Miseducation of Bill. And please email us at Miseducation of Bill at gmail.com. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, and like us on all of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us on all of the major apps, Spotify, App Music, Stitcher, and anywhere else you can find your podcasts. A special thanks to White Only and the Wreckage for letting us use their music on the podcast. You can find them on Spotify at woatw.com. Guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.